so in our first round matchup for King of the Hill, we have Bobby Hill versus Luann Platter. Who do you think is going to go over? Luann has a mean, mean DDT called the uh, the um, the DD car mechanic fixer lady. So- <laughs> <laughs> We're real good at improv. Catch us at the oh improv. yeah. We're we we've it, taken ten years at Upright Citizens Brigade, and this is what we have to show for it. Uh, I'm broke from that, so <laughs> actually doing this podcast underneath a bridge. <laughs> well, if if you can't tell through the through how hilarious and just good at comedy we are, I'm Jory, and this is citizen hank king of the hill discussion podcast and i'm here with cameron for my other podcast where we scream about wrestling yeah cwfp on uh citizen hank for what is this now the third time yeah but i think the the other one we recorded is going to be after this so everyone's going to be like what's going on (laughs) okay so now for the second time or first time (laughs) <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on Citizen Hank. I've never been here before in my life. <laughs> We've never met each other ever. I, I don't CWFP, know who this man what's is. that? I don't yeah, know who this what man is, is. What is that? I have no clue. <laughs> well, we're uh we're here talking about uh episode 8 of season 1, Shins of the Father and boy, I love Cotton Hill episodes. <laughs> I, I like Cotton Hill episodes, and I like them even better in 2019 than I did as a kid, because it's so ridiculous. And this episode, I have to say, to start from the top, has such a good name. (laughs) Yes, it does. That's an incredible name for an episode, (laughs) and it, like, thematically fits perfectly. Of course, uh, yeah... It's yeah. a play on it's Sins a... of the Father, except uh, yeah. the thing is, Cotton Hill ain't got no shins. They got blowed off by the Tojos in WW2. <laughs> His words, I feel like it's probably not okay to refer to J- the Japanese as Tojos. Anything, anytime I was writing notes and he was saying Tojo and I was, and I was quoting, I would just put Japanese. I would just take the extra time to type out Japanese, like shaking my head at my phone, going like, "No, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna end up having to say it a couple times on the podcast. I want to limit the amount that I use this word today." It's <laughs> so. <laughs> this episode is our first introduction through not a flashback to Hank Hill's father, Cotton Hill. And it starts off, it's uh, it's Bobby's birthday is coming up. Uh, Peggy is blowing up balloons, but she isn't, I don't even think she's like really tying them. So they just deflate immediately and then they're hanging up deflated balloons. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a, there, they said, Hank is going through the mail and saw there was a, ret- uh, a letter returned that was supposed to go to his grandpa and he's like it's addressed to hell usa which is a town in michigan there's a town called hell michigan oh there's one in california too 
Oh, well, that's because a whole bunch of sinners there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As as Hank would probably... He'd probably say some kind of... He'd probably say, like, loonies in California. Hell, that's not just a town in California. It's the whole place. (laughs) And uh, Bobby said that uh, it's because... Bobby's Bobby says that it's because Peggy said cotton is the devil to which she says I did not say he's the devil I said he is evil, evil. I don't know where he would get that from <laughs> yeah I don't know how he would make the connection between evil and devil either Peggy <laughs> Bobby gives an, an innocent list of uh things he doesn't like about his grandpa which is Stuff I imagine happens to kids a lot. They don't like uh, the fake teeth. He's loud and he's short because he ain't got no shins. <laughs> Which upsets Hank because he defended Texas. And that's <laughs> yeah. how he lost his shins. He lost his shins in World War II defending the great state of Texas. Not America. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> and he, uh, Bobby does... <laughs> he fucking he picks up the phone and pushes like three numbers. He's like, "Hello, Grandpa, want to come to my birthday?" <laughs> <laughs> Which Hank replies to, "If you're gonna fake dial, at least press more than three numbers." So at a afterwards is Bobby's birthday party, and it's it's a boring birthday party, but Bobby is having trouble entertaining the kids specifically, and it's a joke that I I I don't. <laughs> Where the Bobby does a lot of the show where he pulls his pants up and just goes, What are you talking what about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, this is the first time he ever does it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's good and you get a lot more of it. If you're if you're watching King of the Hill and listening to Citizen Hank as a companion for the first time, be prepared for what are you talking about? Like, three times a season for the next however many seasons are eight. Right? There's nine seasons? Uh, I think there's ten or eleven. There might be. Alright, for, yeah, for nine plus more seasons, <laughs> be prepared for what are you talking about. In very inappropriate times. <laughs> one of, there's, there's one of them where, where Bobby does it. This is like, well, I can't remember the episode, but he does it. And then someone's like... What was that? He's like, oh, it's adult humor. Some I don't even get it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, I remember that. The only thing I can think of is he saw like <laughs> he saw some like old Jerry Lewis film or something. It's like this is comedy. <laughs> yep, this is this is it. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny, but the TV laughed when he did it, so I got to laugh. <laughs> so I'm doing it too. Well, he's very good at it, so I'm glad he does it. Bobby's uh, struggling to do his closer, which is burping the alphabet, when Cotton pulls up in a Cadillac and a horse rides out the the back trailer that's being pulled on it, and he just he bursts in, hops over the fence to make Bobby's party cool. To which we get hell yeah the the great light of. So, what do you think, Bobby? I love it. Well, you, well, you get to love it for the next four hours. It's a rental. <laughs> um, I've never heard of horse rentals, but I imagine Texas horse rentals are very common. It's a thing so. for parties and, like, weddings and stuff when people want to use okay. horses. 
It's like when you rent uh, doves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And because wrestling reference to let you know when we recorded this, Hangman Page didn't rent that horse. I bet that's on his uh, cowboy outlaw farm. Yeah. Well. Yes, he probably did. Considering that he just lives on a farm in Virginia or grew up on one, that's just probably a family horse. Oh, know? really? He did? Yeah, he's that's Hangman awesome. Page. Is, he's he's actually like country. <laughs> like it's, that rules. It's, it's it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the first person to jump on the horse for a ride is Bill. <laughs> that's. I wanted to bring this up about this. He throughout the whole party scene is the biggest kid there <laughs> like you you transition to the party scene with him going down a slip and slide and like running into a fence and breaking it and going like i got a splinter like and and then later on in the, at the end of the party scene all the kids are like sitting on a bench eating ice cream and he's he's you know eating like Bill, mm, oh, you know, making gross Bill noises. <laughs> and Dewey looks at him and says, "Your wife divorced you," <laughs> <laughs> which is just mean. I, I realize his name's Dewey, right? Like, yeah, he he. It's not jokes, but it's I when I see him on screen, and you can tell like when a character's animated well enough, they're gonna speak. I get really excited, and I shouldn't because it's not a joke what he's saying. It's just really mean shit, but I like him a lot. It's this is a this is one where I don't I he's not even really being he's I think he's justified in making Bill feel bad because Bill is yeah. being a weirdo he's like forty something years old he jumps on the horse first before any of the other kids can yeah <laughs> what does Dooley say to Bobby earlier in the scene he's Bobby's like he's he's his joke is not landing and Dooley goes like you're party sucks and we all hate you or something yeah. like that <laughs> yep <laughs> oh my god i love dooley their opening presents and the the one that cotton got for bobby is a 12 gauge winchester shotgun to which Bo- peggy grabs and says now i have a shotgun yeah everyone thinks it's a water gun at first yeah he's bobby's which a you would, super yeah. squirter yeah <laughs> that makes sense but uh no he's just he's a ma- bobby's a man it's time for him to have a gun he's 13 years old 12 years old actually in this one yeah <laughs> he's a man That's, now that makes sense you know you're 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 12 years old you're a man you have a gun it's time for you to start paying taxes and working 40 hours a week 40 hours on a light week yeah 80 if they're really uh they're really giving you the good stuff we we get to see bobby struggle through hitting a pinata at first he's blindfolded and it's too high up and then they take a blindfold off of him and set it like low enough for him to hit it easily it still doesn't break they set it on the ground he can't break it dale (laughs) adds like a relief cut so it's easier for him to do it like (laughs) <laughs> but he he still can't bust it open so cotton just takes a, a shotgun to it and blows it open and says come get your tootsie rolls ah <laughs> uh, he's a man have you noticed that jerry cotton is a true man he is 
he's such a man he married uh someone his son's age yeah <laughs> so this is the introduction of Dee Dee. Yep, this which is three. one of my favorite moments in the series. Probably, <laughs> it's a really great line that she says. Because yeah, he introduces her as like, "What do you think of your new mom's of your new mom's tatas?" Because he got her fake boobs, and yeah. uh, I, I apologize that I had to say that, but that's what yeah. Cotton says. <laughs> There's a couple things in this episode that we'll, we will cover that are worth apologizing about. <laughs> and he, uh, to which Hank goes, she's not my mother. We went to kindergarten together. To which she yeah, gives <laughs> one of the best lines. What is it, Cameron? Hey, Hank, do you still like finger painting? <laughs> They're in their 40s. That's their last memory of him. It's finger painting. And now... She's married to his dad. It's very weird and very funny. Did you uh did you ever have a relative that like you didn't see for a long time? So like at Christmas you were like fifteen and they got you like Pokemon cards? I had um I still to this day I'm twenty six years old and have relatives who come visit during holidays and they go like Hey, you still like video games? You still playing those video games? And I'm just like yeah, still playing, still playing video. What do you What are you playing on that Xbox? You playing Halo? And I'm like, I, technically they're not wrong, but like, they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I I experience things like that often. Honestly, the the uh, so hey uh, see, seeing like an uncle at a grocery store, like how are the Celtics doing? And I'm just like. <laughs> I've lived in Sacramento for or near Sacramento for ten years now. I follow the Kings. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't really watch Celtic games out here. <laughs> it's it's also September. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Why are you asking me about a basketball team is doing in um I don't know June? <laughs> yeah. That's that's why that joke is good. <laughs> It's 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 legitimately one of my favorite jokes in the series. So a- after the party, uh, Bobby is helping out Peggy clean the dishes, you know, like a good little boy. Yeah. And she apologizes for having Cotton ruin his birthday, which is a very Peggy thing to do. Is it had to have been the thing I didn't like that ruined it for you. <laughs> yeah. And, Bobby says, no, Grandpa made my birthday party cool. And then Cotton tells him to uh, to take off the pink gloves because he's a man. He doesn't have to do the dishes. Yeah, dishes are woman's work. <laughs> and they start... Cotton asks Bobby about his future. You know, because you're going to get a good answer out of a 12-year-old for what their future is going to be. I could ask my brother right now and he'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> what was your answer at 12? Uh, probably not far from what Bobby said. Prop comic? Comic. Yeah. I think so. Uh, yeah. Or At just 12, uh, mine was probably like, I'm going to be a starting running back in the NFL and in the offseason develop video games. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Say, that'd, be, that'd be the other, uh, <laughs> that, that's the other answer. A 12, 12 year old for like our age group is make video games. Yeah, I'm I'm still in college classes with freshmen that are like, 
yeah, I want to make video games. And I'm when I started college, I was like, oh, good luck. But now indie games, I'm like, hey, you could, yeah, yes, you should do that. <laughs> but uh, you're in college because uh, you tore your ACL on your first snap in the NFL, right? Yeah, and um, I'm uh, hyper double dyslexic, so coding's impossible for me, I guess. <laughs> My uh, my my comedy special was deemed too controversial to ever be released, so Comedy Central gave me a billion dollars to never release it. So (laughs) never release it or do any of the jokes anywhere ever again. (laughs) So I'm just uh, I'm just screaming about wrestling and King of the Hill online now. That's you're retired. You're retired in your mid twenties. That's cool. Yep. Thanks, Comedy Central. Thank you, Viacom Bucks. <laughs> so, yeah, Cotton asked Bobby what what he's gonna do with his life, and he, Bobby says he's a he's gonna be a prop comic. He's working on a routine where he shoves a green bean up his nose. Which I don't know <laughs> how you can have a joke payoff from that, and I'd love to see it, but we don't get to hear more about the joke because Hank walks up, and Cotton goes, Hank. Bobby's not. Bobby's not going to take over the family gas station. He's going to shove vegetables up his nose. <laughs> gas station. Uh, y- yeah, I'd like to know what the green bean thing was too, because I imagine the joke is just that Bobby chokes on a green bean that <laughs> shoots down his throat. That's the that's the inevitable outcome of it, really. Yeah, is <laughs> him doing him him shoving the green bean up his nose, and then Peggy having to do the Heimlich maneuver on him, and then him going ta da. <laughs> Hank says he doesn't work at a gas station. He he works at a propane place. I don't even know what the propane business, what you'd call it. A propanery? Ooh, uh, if you don't call it a propanery, now you do. <laughs> uh, uh, to which uh, they, they get into like a tussle. They almost get into a tussle because... Cotton starts to call, tell him he's not a man, and then Hank like plays along with it and starts like play fight with him. And Cotton smashes a plate and gets ready to fucking stab his son with a and plate. And Hank is still excited to continue to <laughs> yeah. to play fight with someone who is going to kill him with with a World War Two veteran <laughs> with a sharp object. Uh, Peggy says, "No, you gotta go. You're breaking my dishes," and. They go to leave, but Cotton's car won't start, and we get the introduction of what is well. It's not the introduction. We get another thing of a really good thing, uh, character trait that Luann had that they just get rid of in subsequent seasons, which is she knows cars really, really well. Like it won't start, and she walks up. And it's like, it's a solenoid plunger. Like, she doesn't hear the solenoid plunger going, so that must be the problem. Yeah. And this is, it's such, it makes me feel bad that, like, it's one of those traits. And then another another scene that's a little bit later, uh, she does something that I think is a really good character trait, where she doesn't put up with Cotton's bullshit. Like... Yeah, which is something that also kind of disappears from Luann in later seasons. Yeah, she just becomes, like, dumb blonde, which is unfortunate. Like, I think 
she still has like some of the like ditzy traits here, but it's it's still like some of that stuff coming through is nice that like she won't she knows that she won't put up with men's bullshit and like creepiness and she's good with cars and those are two things that go hand in hand like yeah she, she's independent and and doesn't really listen to anybody's bullshit like it's uh <laughs> i remember i went to a work training for a company that claims to have the best things you can buy and oh. There was two, there's mm-hmm. out of the like entire, like, cause they fly people from all sorts of different parts of the district to like get a training there. And there's two women out of the like 20, like 20 men there. So like, I was just, I was talking to her like, uh, has, have any of these guys just like creepily hit on you? Cause you're the only woman here. She's like, not really, but I work in like auto engineering for school. So I'm used to just telling guys to fuck off if they try it because i'm the only girl around <laughs> so yeah yeah <laughs> having a friend who uh she works in auto mechanics i've heard a lot of stories about like hey this is pretty cool that you do this and it's just like why it's just a job <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just what i'm good at it's it's just what the kind of conversation I imagine happening when I see some guy talking to a girl working at GameStop. I just imagine it's the most awful thing to hear. Yeah. Oh, cool. You like video games too? It's like, no shit, no shit. Like a billion people on the planet. Dude. <laughs> it's one of the most. Po- it's it's a high revenue industry. <laughs> yeah. Everybody on the planet plays like at least one, unless they like are a monk or something. <laughs> We we get we get a first hard glimpse at at cotton sexism. That's not like the the casual sexism of objectifying his his wife or calling Peggy well calling Hank's wife useless. Yeah. He doesn't call her Peggy. He calls her Hank's wife. He he calls her Hank's wife throughout the series forever. <laughs> I don't think he ever says Peggy. I don't think so either. <laughs> I'm sure at one point it was written into a script and everyone looked at each other like, oh, and just immediately just cross <laughs> that out. Yeah, Rights above hangs. Why? <laughs> to, uh, to where Luan explains exactly what's going on and he just goes, nope, you're a woman. And because you're a woman, you're a woman. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't possibly know what's happening here. And... <laughs> Because they can pick up a new one when, when Hank's gas station opens up in the morning. Uh, and the next scene is uh, them at breakfast because they had to stay the night. And he's... They, they have given the breakfast and he's looking at his breakfast as like steak, <laughs> eggs, bacon, sausage. And he throws a fit over sausage. Not having sausage. He has steak, eggs, and bacon but not sausage. He doesn't have a third kind of meat or a fourth protein. Protein, yeah. I need four kinds of protein because I'm a man, and men need extra protein to be strong. <laughs> Which uh, Peggy says that if he wants he wants sausage, he can walk down to the Safeway and get it. And his response is to Bobby, because af- she has to go to work. His response to Bobby is, see, a woman works, a man loses. 
Yeah, this is when the real misogyny starts to hit in the episode, probably. Like, it's all misogyny. Mostly what he says is misogyny. But this is when the, like, the, like, cultural misogyny starts. The, like, keep women down so they can make you sausage in the morning type shit. So they can be subservient to you. Yes. Yeah. He's, like, he's like two steps away from flat out saying it using that word he does he does say stuff that like women need to serve men and stuff <laughs> yeah and not too long after this is when he puts the the what is it called corn po on luann's plate and tells yeah. her she's too skinny and she needs to eat the corn po because she'll gain weight and she says she doesn't want to get fat and he says that's not that's not for a woman to decide it's for a man to tell a woman when she's attractive and then she gets up and walks away and he slaps her on the butt. And that's when, like you said, she defended herself. <laughs> she grabs it and just tells him, like, you will not lay another hand on me, Mr. Hill. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very <That's>... succinctly. <laughs> no, like, uh, duh, ditzy kind of stuff added to it. She says what she means and she means it. Yeah. Um... Not to take away from the the good themes of the episode, but did you know what Cornpo was before watching this? I just assume it's like stuff. I assumed he's just referencing like fattening a cattle, fattening a cow or a pig. I, I, I guess it's a I guess it's a real thing. Oh, it's from what I read while I was watching it. Um, it's. Basically, like, if you made cornbread into, like, a like an oatmeal or, like, grits-type breakfast thing. Huh. Sounds kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, there you go. Corn po. <laughs> I figured he was just saying, gotta fatten up like the pig. He, that's what I thought until I watched it again today, and then I, I looked it up. Because I was just assuming that would be the definition, is, like, you know fattening up your 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 livestock but it's an actual food i guess texas is full of wonders <laughs> things that i just don't know exist so so hank hank offers to let cotton take bobby to school to which uh it, he says i'll you can take my truck i'll get your the pedal extenders because you know he ain't got no shins <laughs> he's short and takes instead he takes bobby to a bar and it's <laughs> there's there's having a conversation and we get a nice shot that's right here on the wiki that i'm gonna i'm gonna send to to cameron oh no i forgot that you can't fucking save images off this stupid oh here we go i hate browsing wiki websites because they're so awful to use now the shot of uh, <laughs> Cotton has four beers, and Bobby has four root beers. <laughs> Bobby, yeah. Bobby's like, uh, are you sure I I can be home from school today? Cotton's like, what are you talking about? Of course you can. It's it's a holiday. It's some, I assume, probably like War Figure's birthday. Or like, I, I, it's a woman's name, right? It kind of sounds feminine, but but it, it could yeah, it could totally it's be like kind a, of like a, a TV cowboy actor from the fifties or something. Yeah, because uh, John Wayne's real name is Marion. Yeah, <laughs> they don't let you know that about the Duke. Yeah, 
There's a good scene from uh 80s movie called uh Repo Men that if you, if you want more information on John Wayne. <laughs> there you go. Uh he also played Genghis Khan in a movie. Ah, oh, that's yeah, that is terrible. I, I love I love watching it cuz I'm not going to do a John Wayne impression, but I just love watching a clip of him going, "I'm Genghis Khan." But he's doing his John Wayne voice and it's really goofy. Yeah, yeah. He didn't even try to like figure out who Genghis Khan was or anyone. He was he's just like, yeah, I'll just do Genghis Khan. It's a historical figure in uh, northeastern Asia, the most powerful man at one point in the history of the world. I'm just gonna do the Duke voice for him. Whatever. <laughs> he's just a fucking cowboy, I guess. <laughs> Cotton's explaining life to Bobby about how he's a man. And he shouldn't listen to women. And he's like, how about you order us some food, boy? Because Hank never lets Bobby order food. So he's excited. So he tries to get the waitress's attention. So he's like, ma'am, ma'am, hello. Can we have some service over here, ma'am? <laughs> and Cotton says, you're never, you're not going to get her attention like that. You got to, you got to get her get her in the behind and then as she's walking by he slaps her ass the waitress's ass and says how about you get me some get us some sandwiches and then they laugh and that's the end of the scene yeah bobby has a very bad role model right now yeah (laughs) it's just it's getting worse where uh bobby starts to uh mimic his grandfather because they peggy found the missing part for cotton's car in his laundry after they fixed it so hank luann and the rest of the alley they uh they spent a whole day working on it just for peggy to find out that he's intentionally sabotaging his car so he can stay there and in her words to make her miserable as there's nothing to do to, with one. It's probably partially that because he's yeah. That's what he is. But he also you can tell he wants to sp- spend time ruining Bobby for future generations. Yeah, uh, he wants to. He wants to teach him how to be a real man. <laughs> it's uh, it's re- it's really it's really weird. This is this is where I become divided on Cotton because Cotton's kind of funny, <laughs> but. If, if you watch enough King of the Hill consecutively, and there's a lot of Cotton episodes in the specific season you're watching, it's just kind of like, ah, oh, shit. I, th- I think the reason why it's it's oh it's more funny than it is anything is because he got his shins blowed off, as he puts it. So he's <laughs> so he's short statured. Like that's that doesn't that doesn't sure. make it okay, but that's that's what makes it kind of funny is he's he's short, so like he's not intimidating, but he still has this like powerful energy yeah like, um like it's, if, if he was like six five and doing this it would just it would be it'd be scarier yeah what is that people call it when when dudes have big trucks and they step out and they're like five five little man syndrome it's like napoleon complex yeah napoleon complex is the, even is though napoleon the was like the average height for the uh for the era in which he lived, it's just he be propaganda, propaganda to make him look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I've, I heard, I learned that recently, and I couldn't believe it. I thought the guy was actually like five foot one. <laughs> and 
Yeah, they're they're sitting in the living room, not wearing underwear, not wearing pants. They're wearing their underwear because, as Cotton puts it, a man doesn't have to wear his underwear in his home. And she goes, Hank, why are you wearing those blue jeans? Boy, take your dad's pants off. <laughs> take your daddy's pants off. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 a really good part, and this is where we start to get a glimpse into how it's really affecting Hank and Peggy's relationship. Because Peggy is just like, Hank, please, can I get some support? And Hank is like, uh, I don't know, Peggy, maybe it'd be good for everyone to eat in front of the TV. <laughs> yeah, there's we we get to, this is where we fir- this is where we get to see Bobby exactly mimic Cotton too cuz Dee Dee comes up and uh says she's she's explaining to Cotton that the car's fixed and they should probably go now and it gets all dramatic and tense and it makes you uncomfortable for a little bit cuz he's going what he's like sounding angrier it's like zooming in on his face and it's like <laughs> oh god is he going to hit her yeah and, and thankfully what'd you say he, yeah he's like what did you just say and then he pulls out his <laughs> his uh hearing aid and like adjusts it puts it back in and he's like that's better what did you just say baby cakes <laughs> yeah it's a, that's a really funny part of the episode oh my god yeah <laughs> and she like at the top of the log just like the car's fixed we can leave <laughs> <laughs> i can relate to that uh Dealing with uh, an older person on a daily basis who just cannot hear. Once they start to listen more or fix the hearing aid, then you yell, and then they're like, "Why are you yelling? <laughs> you couldn't hear me." And he uh, he slaps he slaps Dee Dee on the butt tell to get his food, and then uh, Bobby goes, "I'll have my dinner in here," and then slaps Peggy on the butt to. <laughs> Which is a scene transition. We don't even yep. see what happens after that. But yep. we come back to we come back to Hank yelling into Bobby's room. I don't know where you got the idea to slap your mother on the behind. <laughs> I wonder, Hank, where would Bobby get such an yeah. idea? Yeah. Who could have possibly taught him something like that? Him and Peggy argue in in their bedroom, just Hank's just like, Fine, I'll talk to him. He's a war hero, but you're right, he's got he has to leave. And the next day when he goes to uh, explain to Cotton about how his behavior is not great and it's bad influence on Bobby, uh, Cotton just breaks into a heroic telling of his story of uh, being in the Pacific. After uh, stopping the Nazis in Italy, they shipped him off to the Pacific. <laughs> To, that was hit by a submarine torpedo. It was him. His his crew is uh, someone fatty in Brooklyn. Fatty and, stinky in Brooklyn. Fatty stinky in Brooklyn, <laughs> which lets you know what uh, Cotton thinks about Brooklyn. He's <laughs> he's explaining it to everyone in the alley. He's like, they're a lot like you guys, except one of them was from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, he he had to fight off sharks by sacrificing fatty, <laughs> and he he walks up on shore and he sees the in his words Tojo's spitting on the American flag, which 
I like in this scene they are not actually spitting on the American flag because I'm sure if that was in the episode, Fox would have been like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. They, you just see them in a circle, like, with spitting sound effects. And this is one of the things where I imagine it's 50 years after the after the fact. Uh, Cotton has to, has, like, embellished the story for retelling it so much. He makes him out to, himself out to be, like, a glorious hero. Like, I'm sure yeah. it was, like... Uh, a daring adventure of how he made it out alive, but I doubt he walked in on Japanese soldiers that like, I, I highly doubt that was a thing that they did was just get American flags to spit on. Them. If yeah, probably not. They might've burned some, but spitting on them is definitely an, an embellishment. I've always kind of thought like cotton's because throughout the series, there are a lot of war stories. Cotton tells yeah. I've always imagined they're like 75% bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes sometimes it's I killed 50 Tojos and sometimes I killed 50 na- Nazis or 100 Nazis. Nazis. Na- okay, there you go. Nazis. Nazis, yeah. And it's just like, which one did you do? <laughs> this man was a Medal of Honor character. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I'd play that game. Oh my, imagine the cool cotton. camera angle playing is. It would have to be shinless cotton in World War II. I wouldn't play it if it was standard size cotton. No, he's a, he's, if you're playing like Call of Duty, he's the character in the campaign who you play as that dies or like gets taken out of the story. So you play up to this point to where you like hit, hit the end and the, the panel drops down and they fire the machine gun at you. Cause that's what happens when he goes to save, uh, the American flag from being spat on is <laughs> it was an ambush. They tricked me, and the uh, like panel comes down in one of the huts, and there's fire at him with the machine guns, to which they show hi- him like just his shins. They just targeted his shins for some reason, <laughs> and he uh it cuts to them with a severed severed leg just beating one of them up with on a pile of bodies. Yeah, he beat all of he them had to, to He death. had to fight him with a piece of fatty. <laughs> and, and he finished the story. He's like, "So, what did you have to tell me about, boy?" <laughs> Imagine Cotton's probably got himself out of a a lot of jams. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with um, that story, pro- probably, or some story about Nazis. Nazis, there you go. Yeah, I I, I want to bring up. There's a point in the story where he says he's dragging Fatty Stinky in Brooklyn to he doesn't know where. He's just swimming and dragging them, <laughs> and uh, a zero shoots him in the back fifty times. <laughs> while he's dra- that part always cracks me up because that's so insane that a man dragging three other men takes fifty like. I'm assuming giant bullets on the fucking turrets of a of a plane to the back, and he's just still swimming. And then he gets to shore, and instead of being like, "All right, I need to I need to heal my wounds and and rest and make sure these guys are alive," he just sees them spitting on an American flag, and he's like, "Oh hell no!" Nah, and just starts fucking fighting them. <laughs> what what a strange set of coincidences that he was able to live through. Yeah, mm, yeah, what a hero! Such a hero. Uh, next, uh, we get we get to see more of the effects of uh, 
Cotton Hill's influence on Bobby at Bobby's Bobby's at school. And they're having it at lunchtime. <laughs> and Bobby's just th- just talking exactly like Cotton now. Mm-hmm. Connie walks by. Connie, who first appeared in the episode before this. Um, oh, we skipped over one of the best jokes that's at uh, the birthday party scene to where Dale is like, you, you better run and hide, Con. When Hank's dad finds out you're Japanese, ooh, man. <laughs> and yeah, Cod just keeps saying, "How many times do I have to tell you I'm Laotian?" Which later, when when Cotton's there, he still does something racist to where he like hands him a dollar. It's like I'd like a mai tai, and uh, I think Bill or Dale goes, "He's Japanese," and he they Cotton just like looks him up and down and goes, "No, he's not." Hard at him. You're Laotian, ain't you, Mister Con? And Khan just yeah. looks like bewildered that a white person got his ethnicity, right? Yeah. That's the we transition to something else from that. It's it's <laughs> left to be so impactful that Cotton's he see, that's like it gives him some some like some like validation of like who he is and what he's done, because yeah. he at least knows like, yeah, this guy's not Japanese, you idiots. He's <laughs> he's a totally different type of Asian. This uh, this reminds me of a story my grandma told me once about when my dad met my grandpa, where uh, my my grandpa was uh, my dad was over for dinner with my mom and everything, and uh, my aunt who lived right by them had like Japanese exchange students or something, and mm. my my grandpa who had served in the Pacific in World War Two I believe, uh, was being a racist old man about it. And mm. and my dad not before anything. Any of you asked for like more stories about my dad? He's dead. I'm sorry. It's this is this is where I make you uncomfortable for a second. But he was a uh, <laughs> we can laugh at it because Cameron's heard me do this seventy times. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, yep. But uh, but my dad was my dad said he was like yeah. I I kind of know how he feel. They beat they beat up my grandpa and left him for dead in the jungles and like. That's that's something that happened to my grandpa because my grandpa was uh, lived in Guam during the Japanese occupation, and I didn't hear it from my great grandpa because he had all Alzheimer's by the time I could have like conversations with him. But yeah. through like my grandma and some of his other kid, like my aunts and uncles on that side of the family, they said like, yeah, he during the Japanese occupation he was like an interpreter for them, and then they they just got done with him, so they beat him up and like left him for dead in the woods and uh sometimes when i tell this to people like they're like so did you make it i'm like how, how the you, fuck do you think i'm telling you, you the story I'm, yeah <laughs> how old do you think he was <laughs> he was he was not in his 50s then <laughs> so <laughs> i didn't know that that's pretty interesting that's uh that's something that like <laughs> that's kind of how I, how i got from that it's like he he is concise with which groups he doesn't like <laughs> He, yeah, he knows who he hates. It's not just indiscriminate. He doesn't. He doesn't. It's like a an awful way, and I apologize for for how this comes across. But he knows which he he has learned to tell the differences, so he knows whether or not he should he should be mean to them. Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is something that racist people do. <laughs> that is something that. A woke racist person might do. <laughs> Someone who's uh oh, there's a, there's a 
there's a joke in like a couple later season episode where he's like he sees someone he like sells something to someone and they're driving like a nissan and he freaks out and is like, they're the ones who built the planes that shot us up in the Pacific. Is that true? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure some of those car companies did build at least some sort of equipment. Yeah, it's just like how Volkswagen was just like a Nazi car maker. And then yeah. they just kept making cars. And now it's a talking, yeah, no one will note. It's a no talking one point for someone, for someone who just wants to like seem interesting. It's just like, you know, not Hitler made, made the Volkswagen. You, you know, you know, Fanta, the soda, was made by Nazi scientists, which is also true. Huh. Yep. Fanta, okay, I've the learned... orange soda, was made by uh, Nazis. <laughs> Why? Uh, I don't know. They just wanted I'm... a delicious fruit soda while doing genocide all over the planet? Oh, they basically made it because uh, it was the German subsection of Coke, and during the war... They're not going to be getting Coke supplies from the from the U.S. Oh. branch, so they're like, "Oh fuck, what do we do?" That makes sense. <laughs> so, they gotta have. So he just like thing. he's okay. like, "Oh, what the fuck chemicals do we have?" Uh, uh, Pineapple and orange <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, and then when the war ended, I'm sure someone from Coke went over there and was like, "Okay, we're just gonna sell this to everyone now." And they were like, "Whatever." <laughs> yeah. If, as long as we get paid. In a, in a crumbled fucking brick building. Please, yeah, sell our products so we can rebuild this shit. <laughs> but, anyways, back to where we were. Uh, Bobby sees Connie walking by with a slice of cake on her tray. And he says, Bobby, he, Bobby goes, Connie, I think it's time for you to lay off the cake. You're getting a little fat. And Connie's just like, uh, okay. Like, she doesn't she even her real- cake back and leaves. Yeah, she doesn't even get like mad mad. She's like, "What the what the fuck?" Yeah, she there's- she she just kind of forgets about it. It seems it's it's really bad. But there's like something so like weirdly innocent about the way Bobby's going about all this, isn't it? He's just mimicking. He doesn't really know yeah, what he's doing. It's just like complete mimicry and like his tone of voice. Like him in uh, <laughs> he like fishes. He's like, "Hoo wee, let's let's go, yeah. Joseph. I've got to meet a man about a horse." Wait, what does that mean? You know, it's like when I was a kid and I would, I would get done eating at recess or something, and then I wanted to go play, but then I would talk like a Grand Theft Auto NPC to my friends, like, "There's something going down over there. We gotta meet up with the with the boys," and we'd all run into the into the field. Like, it's just you don't know what you're doing. You're just you're just yeah. fucking mimicking a thing you like. Yeah. <laughs> The lunchroom monitor attendee teacher lady tells him he needs to bust his tray, which uh, Bobby starts a riot over. He says it's <laughs> women's work, which leads to every boy, can't even say man, every boy in the lunchroom going, women's work, women's work, women's, women's work. work. Yep. I have, an, I have a pretty bad story about the women's work thing. Oh, um, no. When I was probably, how old was I in seventh grade? Thirteen. That'd be about the same age as Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. When I was thirteen, I had seen this episode. I liked King of the Hill a lot, <laughs> and I remember my mom saying, 
can you go do the dishes or can you like go change the laundry over or something? I was playing Halo 2 on the couch and she was sitting on the computer or whatever. And I, without batting an eye, I said, I'm not going to do that. That's women's work. And I completely didn't mean it. I was just, again, mimicking the TV show that I saw. Yeah. And it was just a funny thing to say. And then my mom was so just kind of like taken aback by it that she like called my sisters out to listen to me say it. And I was like, yeah, it's women's work. They're all like smirking at this point, going like, ha it's just a joke. And they were all like laughing really hard. And they're like, no, but really get up and go do that. So then for like 10 years afterward, it'd be like, can you go do the dishes, Cameron? Or is that too much women's work for you? And I was just like, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. I shouldn't have ever made that joke. That was bad. I did it. I deserve this. <laughs> that's that's the that's the good good revenge for uh, being a dumb teen and making the joke yep. that wasn't funny. Bo- Bobby is sent home from school for causing this riot. To which uh, Bobby decides Cotton decides to reward Bobby because he's a man. He's gonna take him to the hotel Arlen. To which, I don't know, is it around here where they show the flashback, or is it before? It was was before even the, um, it was before even the story. Oh. The two story. Yeah, where, like, remember when he took us to Hotel Arlen? And it shows them there at this, like, really sketchy place. And cuts inside, we see the high school versions of them, which, I like the way that, hey, all of them just look like realistically younger versions of themselves. Right. Like like young Hank, young Dale, young Bill, and young Boomhauer. They look like what you'd expect younger versions of them to be instead of just them with a haircut, different haircut. Yeah. Like and they, they have their own styles and everything. Yeah. And uh it's cotton there. He still looks the same because he's still a uh, old man he has with more no hair shins. yeah he has more more hair and it's not white yeah and uh he goes for congr- congratulations on winning the big game hank and to as a reward i'm buying you a hooker and that's how he puts it and it's uh it's uncomfortable to hear him yell hooker and we get even more uncomfortable as hank looks obviously uncomfortable a man who uh is not going to have premarital sex in the first place He's stumbling around, and then a lady who, she's slurring her words so we can assume she's drunk. She's like, hey there, Mr. Quarterback. And Hank goes, young Hank goes, boah, and it ends. <laughs> yeah, and runs away. <coughs> yeah. Um, and then Hank says, yeah, I can't believe a father would do that to his son. I mean, for his son. <laughs> So he is traumatized by this. Before telling this, I have to mention, he says he he says his dad always takes care of his cars. Yeah. Hell, my my mama even uh, whipped me up a, a chamois onesie so I could crawl around on the hood of his car and and buff it. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it's a thing that he looks back on fondly, but it's actually kind of scary. <laughs> he turns his son into a into a into a chamois to buff his the hood of his car. See, it, it is it is unfortunate because you do th- when he, we we know a little bit about Cotton, so we imagine he's like, well, that's the only use I can get out of the boy. 
but like yeah, can't work yet. If it was a loving family, that'd be like an adorable image. You see this little kid like rolling around giggling, and as they like move around, it starts to sparkle. Like yeah, it's cute imagery, but it's the real situation was definitely was not. Yeah, who 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 ordered the the chamois onesie to be made? Yeah, <laughs> makes it uncomfortable. Uh, so. Cotton's taking Bobby to Hotel Arlen, except it's like 20-some years later, so it's not a, a disgusting brothel uh, place. It's a legitimate hotel, and it's really nice, and there's a sign that, of course, Cotton didn't read, men don't need to read, that says there's a, a female trial lawyer convention happening. So I must have missed of, that sign. Yeah, I it's always... there. Okay, that's why there's a bunch of business women that's, in the That's why there's a bunch of women too. in, like, nice dress suits. Like, yeah. <laughs> because they're, they're lawyers. So they're, they're like, high-educated women. Not, not like, downplaying the, like, the, the reasons that women turn to, like, being in a broth or something. But they're, it's a complete, like, opposite thing. They're... Yeah. They're... Yeah, so, uh... <laughs> Cotton's, like, go... He, he uses, like, weird, like, hunting terminology, it feels like. He's go bag yourself a good one, boy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Hank storms in, uh, telling him that he's not gonna let him be a woman-hating old fool. And he t- tells him he needs to get out of the house. And, uh, Cotton gets all, like, emotional. He's like, I never thought I'd see the day... Where my own son wouldn't love me anymore. He like steps off a little bit. About time. <laughs> love is for sissies. That he, as he's leaving, he yells something about don't lower your prices because I'm gonna be back next year. He he <laughs> announces to the whole okay hookers like and, and everyone's looking at him like what the fuck is this guy and he's like don't lower your prices I'll be back next year and bill me to the hill residence or whatever and it's just, and that's it shows Hank and Peggy and they're just like oh god yeah <laughs> there's because of it he, like he leaves and Hank is taking Bobby home and he's like hey you you know. Women weren't put on earth to serve men. I, I love your mother, and you need to treat her with more respect. She's the smartest person I know. He go, Bobby's like, but she's a woman. She's smarter than all your friends. It's like, don't insult your mother like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's like comparing her to a baboon. Yeah. And the, the closing shot is he's like, women weren't put on earth to serve men. Now let's have some, have some milkshakes or ice cream or whatever. And it zooms out, and they're at like, an old-timey drive-in with women on roller skates and, like, kind of small uniforms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, when he says, um, he says, Hank says to Bobby, uh, Peggy is his best friend, and hopefully one day he can find um, a woman that's a best friend to him the way Peggy is to Hank. I feel like that's a little bit of foreshadowing about Connie, because at least by the end of the the first season they're probably pretty good friends right yeah they're yeah, they're that's... good friends throughout and it's not really a spoiler but they do like date for a few seasons yeah so that's that's pretty cool overall i like this episode a lot and there's actually a lot of themes about um like equal partnership in marriage and in parenthood and mm-hmm. 
generational scene, differences. Yeah. Um, there's even a scene where uh, Peggy talks about how she's not a feminist. She just wants to be treated like everyone else. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's... Th- when, uh, when Peggy's washing the dishes, uh, Cotton calls her Hillary. <laughs> yeah, that stands up today, weirdly enough. Uh, unfortunately, it stands wrote... up today. Yeah, like, in 20 I... years. Uh... No one will care about this. It's fine. Yeah, but a Hillary joke is relevant in 2019 when that episode came out in, what, 1996? I, I, I like that they do enough with cotton to let you know that like what he's doing is not okay and they also show that it's like a generational thing yeah because his son doesn't feel the same way yeah exactly he's just stuck between respecting his wife and his family and respecting his dad his dad who is a war veteran war veteran who defended texas and i think it's a nice thrilling that they do with cotton is that like they they do enough of showing his like weird behavior uh i it's it's a couple seasons later but i i love what they do with cotton for the two part episode where they go to japan oh yeah cuz they they show him like within in those episodes like uh he he's dealing with like PTSD and all sorts of stuff, and they do show that in later episodes that he does suffer from PTSD. He just doesn't confront it in like a a way like later generation generations of veterans and stuff do. And it's it's surprising that they make him into a sympathetic character. Still, it's not it hasn't happened yet, but they do eventually, and I think that's surprising, especially for a syndicated animated sitcom. Yes, yeah. Um, that two-parter. If you're watching along, uh, what season is the the two-parter in Japan? Uh, Five? I think it's at the end of... It's the beginning of six? That's... If you want more cotton... It's the end of six, beginning of season seven. Oh, that's cool that they ended on it and then went back to it for the... Beginning of the next season. Yeah. People had to wait like eight months to see what happened. <laughs> so. Or maybe it's like considered part of the season. So I know it's like either the end of the season or like the be- beginning of another. Something like that. It's different depending on like streaming services, how they order it. Mm. So. Uh, yeah. Is there uh, anything that we missed that you want to bring up? When Cotton steps down from the horse at the at the birthday party scene, <laughs> Joseph Joseph says, "Where's the chins?" <laughs> and they they do show like along with that scene is good too because they show him getting off the horse and they leave the camera high up like he's a big yeah like he's as big and bo- boisterous as his personality is and then they shoot it down to show that he's like as tall he's as Bobby t- yeah. <laughs> I just I I like the part where he gets off the horse a lot. That's 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 really well done. It's really well done. What about you? Anything that you wanted to bring up from the episode that we might have missed? Uh, 
there's a I think when I think it's later like towards the end uh Luanne is doing laundry and she find she says she found a timing belt in with the laundry and should yeah. she throw it in with the darks yeah that's really good because uh that's perfect ditzy blonde Luann yeah that's, <laughs> like that's where she's she, at her best she knows what it is but she's still like do you want me to throw it in with the rest of the laundry <laughs> it's probably there for a reason right <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's good yeah. shins of our fathers good name really fitting name because <laughs> sins of our fathers has to do with like passing down generational yeah. problems and he's passing down a the generational problem of misogyny to bobby yeah, and we like the the first episode of the series is about hank dealing with like how to appropriately be a dad and he in that episode he you see like a flashback with uh cotton and up until now you could just be like oh hank's blowing up like it's exaggerating just how terrifying his father is but then cotton shows up and no he's exactly as hank remembered he can remember yeah. it perfectly <laughs> yeah it's not it's not just something that his memories have hyperbolized or anything like that he's actually that horrific and it's it's like that it's a nice thing that i like within the series too is just that like hank is hank wants to raise his son differently than he was raised Hank is like he does have an idealism of his childhood and how things were, but he's not dead set on raising his kid exactly how he was raised. He he knows what things shaped him that were not good. Yeah. He he might not talk about it because he doesn't want to there's a thing with like respecting elders and things like that, so he doesn't want to talk about it to make his father seem stupid and that's why even when he's around his father he doesn't like question him or anything but w when him and peggy are alone he's like yeah at least later on in the episode he's like yeah you're right um we should probably make him go home yeah it's it's just that that struggle you have with with family it's really good writing for uh characters that are parents where it's <laughs> like we want to raise them better but you know where do we where do we become more modern and what do we keep yeah and with Hank, I'd imagine you throw out 90%. <laughs> you keep, yes. like, the work ethic and then get rid of all the other horrific stuff, like your dad taking you to a to a brothel. Or making you... What is he... What's the flashback in the first episode? He's, like... Or maybe I'm thinking of the episode where they go deer hunting and he's, like, making him kill the deer and Hank's crying. There's, there's that one, but there's also the, the episode where uh, Bobby... It, it turns out Bobby's really good with guns. So, like, Hank yeah. thinks back, and he, like, fires the gun. He's like, Hank, little kid Hank voice, I want my binky back. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, three yeah. years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably don't have a three-year-old shoot a gun. Just, you know, yeah. It's 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 good. I, this episode, and talking about it, and thinking more about it, having watched it uh, before recording this, King of the Hill's a, a very good... Um, parenting show i didn't realize how much it is actually about like hank and peggy being parents to weird bobby so i think i think that's all we have now yeah i guess we can plug uh, stuff here now which is uh, you can listen yeah. to us <laughs> you want to listen to these two people talk about something else and themes in a different type of entertainment that was popular in the late 90s. <laughs> in the 90s and has not recovered. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oof, they have not recovered. <laughs>
Maybe, though. <laughs> CWFP, Casual Wrestling Fan pod- Podcast, is on orangegroves.net. Uh, you can find it on Stitcher, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, and we're on Google Play, correct? Uh, not on Google Play currently. Okay, I always do that. I need to figure it out. And we're also not on Spotify, um, which I could change that with a click of a button, but Spotify's, like, ownership of media rights is really sketchy for podcasts, so I don't want to do that. Uh, Um, that's fair. (laughs) We're on the biggest podcast thing, the two biggest ones, Stitcher (laughs) and, and Apple, so... Any find sort us of, there. Any sort of podcatcher apps, Castbox, all that sort of stuff, you can find. Yeah. Um. But it's us talking about uh, wrestlers and also video game references. Quick, if Hank Hill was a video game, what would he be? Ha ha. <laughs> uh. Um. Would Hank Hill like Persona? Um. Yes. Yeah. Hey, there's a there's a there's a scene where Hank is going like, oh, why do these teen girls like me so much?" And then it's like it says like forty hours later on the screen, it has like the King of the Hill transition music, and he's going, he's doing the Hank crying, going, "Oh, oh, Ga, I love you too." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what happens in, in that. Oh, there's a. <laughs> you can, you know, j- jokes like that, but instead they're wrestlers. <laughs> instead, it's Finn Balor playing Persona. <laughs> uh, I have another. Po- We're here on the Orange Groves Network. I have another podcast on there called we-, we Are Watching One Piece, where you can watch One Piece and talk about it uh, with a friend who's caught up. A new episode came out at the time of recording this. This is the last episode of this show I needed to record, so this show should be dropping in bulk soon-ish. Um, Heck yeah! And, uh... <coughs> yeah, there's... Just check out everything on there. We're, uh... <laughs> Orange Groves is a wealth of content. You'll find something that you like there, and... If you find something you like, listen to it, and want to talk about it, you can find the Orange Groves Discord uh, in the description to this video or anywhere on any Orange Groves uh, social media. The Twitter is at Orange Groves Net. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you can find the various Discord channels for all the shows and just drop on in and be like, hey, this is cool, even if that's all you got to say. We'll all appreciate it. So I, I think that's it for us. Uh, thanks, thanks for listening and watching King of the Hill. B- <laughs>
I'm Cam. I'm Jory. And we're the hosts of CWFP. The casual wrestling fan podcast. Your weekly universe-friendly alternative for WWE wrestling recaps, discussion, and riffs from two friends who just love wrestling. And occasionally also New Japan, Impact, and all Elite thoughts as well. If you're tired of Mark's constantly booing a product they <laughs> regularly support and pay for, you can find us hosted on the Orange Groves Network or through your preferred podcasting app. Wait, why won't The Undertaker stop booing the company?